0: I love that you are so nicely dressed for our podcast most of the time, and more times than I can count, I've worn a
1: Batman t-shirt. Welcome to the B-Mega Podcast. Adam and Luke are two. Late- And writing partners. They make original heroes out of everyday experiences. Every week starts with a fresh idea and ends with a new character. Adam and Luke think writing is fun, and they invite you to the Mega HQ to laugh and create something new.
2: Hello, out there, ears. Welcome to the B-Mega Podcast. This is Adam. I'm here with my good friend, Luke. How you doing, Luke? I'm fantastic, and I'm glad we're talking to so many ears today. So many wonderful ears. What do you think the odds are that we're speaking to an even number of ears? Oh, you know. (laughs) All you need is one person with either one or three ears. (laughs) Again, I don't know how it is that on a podcast about writing, I manage to throw a math problem at you at least <laughs> once every two weeks. I think it's because you're more comfortable as a writer than I am. So it's just like periodically I got to throw something at you that like makes you uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you see
2: the, the terror in my eyes and, yeah. and just that's That's back. how I feel when I'm trying to make something up. <laughs> like, ah. Uh-uh. So I just like to throw some numbers at you and be like, well, ha!" Well thanks thanks for making me uncomfortable. I appreciate <laughs> it. You're welcome. I think all good creativity comes from a place of discomfort, don't you? That's true. I do I turned into like a weird like I think, like <laughs> it was like a fifties instructional video or something. <laughs> yeah, but, there's like a little uh, old timey
0: animation of a of a pencil with glasses and a lab coat. Yes.
2: So Luke, we make this podcast, the B Mega Podcast, where every week we create a character for our Megaton City News webcomic, which by the way, you can find at megatoncitynews.com. Any listeners who joined us last week, Luke, got to hear us create the Automancer, yes. a a a mechanic turned superhero who just because it's you and I also has a flair for creating works of modern art <laughs> oh, because Well, yeah, because that's exactly what I love about creating in this format because absolutely nothing is off-limits. And we have kind of a unique freedom, at least in my experience, uh, because of the number of years we've been working together and known each other and the sort of freedom of this, this format of just without any stressful obligation or necessary outcome, we create a character every week. And it's, right. it's, it's more about the act of doing it, the act of creating and enjoying it and having a bunch of laughs and seeing if we can stump Luke with math problems. And
0: I think from the very beginning, even if we didn't necessarily say so, the whole process was just about having fun, making these characters and in in um, kind of answering your, your question, I think this the, this process from week to week has made me more open and ready to to make uh, to make stories and to to create uh, new ideas because as we we've used this process over and over again, you start to see uh, see the world uh, from a new perspective. You you look for those little uh, ideas that will, can turn into a character name or a band name or right. you know any
2: any number of titles. Um, it does. It's sort of <clears throat> the act of 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 really setting a regular creation schedule, a regular uh, writing schedule. In this case, for a specific output. Even though I said the output doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter, but just to do it every week, it's practice. It's right. It's uh, when you're actively practicing a thing, it becomes more natural, and right. it becomes you just start to see it better. You're absolutely right. right.
0: Yeah, and then when you sit down to actually, when you have that thing that you're. You're maybe, and on your own, if you're making something uh, in independently from the podcast, you're um, at least in my case, I feel like i'm I'm ready. Like the juices are are mm-hmm. flowing, and it's 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 I'm more apt to to sit down and actually make make right. something um, that's more meaningful to me just because of that process. But it's the happiness, the 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 joy that we get out of of making mm-hmm. these characters, these characters every week. It's it's funny because, it's this is such synchronicity if you believe in that kind of thing. This this afternoon I was rummaging through our garage and I found an old plastic bin, um, full of random things: an old uh, a short story from college, some old drawings from when I was in middle school, and I found a workbook from it had to be. Fourth grade, fifth grade, it was reflective. It was what I what I like to do away from school. Uh, what I like to do with friends. What I like to do with family. There were drawings. There were short essays. Fill in the blanks. One of my one of the things that I wrote struck me today, and just I I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. Happiness is having fun, and that seems so so simple minded, but it's 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 something that. I apparently have held on to since I was in elementary school. The fun things that I was writing in that workbook were things like drawing, reading, uh, making things, creating things with friends, playing with friends. That's why you and I are doing this podcast after so many years. It's we're doing something, absolutely, doing something fun with friends, making things that are new every week, and and enjoying the hell out of 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 what we're making that power of creativity that that the notion that it can just it can change the the way that that people work together is something that's really important to me and that's that kind of ties into this character that i propose for this week's mega the imaginaire the imaginaire the imaginaire mega basics i imagine the imaginaire he starts out extremely shy He is afraid to talk to people. He has a lot to say. So many thoughts, so many ideas, but he has a really hard time expressing those verbally to people. Uh, Just a crippling fear. He has trouble starting conversations. Uh, Really Mm. awkward, really uh, just fumbles over his words, makes up words, and then people just stare at him, and he walks away having not said anything else. um, Just kind of shuffles away Charlie Brown style. Or he ends up he'll be in the middle of a conversation, and he just gets so terrified about what he should be saying uh, that he he uh, sabotages himself and and starts just going in random tangents and loses track of everything. Um, like how old? Twenties, thirties. And he's he's a cashier. He works at a a box store of some kind. Mm. He he spends spends his day forced to interact with people, uh, but his interactions are fleeting. He sees regulars, and they they try to talk to him, and he's just even though he he kind of knows those people, still just has um has this gripping fear mm-hmm. to to Is actually engage,
2: sort of staring at the shoes and mumbling through it. Totally. What does he like? What does he
0: like? He collects pencils and pins. Because he keeps journals, uh, he keeps a load of journals and sketchbooks.
2: This is where these words come out.
0: Totally, whatever he can't express during the day, he'll go home and he will, um, he will actually actually write out the conversations that he's had with people, uh, and then he will write possible uh, responses that he could have said to them, and then carry on those conversations and create. Uh, kind of alternate realities of of conversations that he he could have had with these these mm-hmm. different people that he's interacted with. It's it's like a just a journal of possible interpersonal scenarios. Mm-hmm. And then he tries. He, the reason he does that is he studies them and he tries to use those things that he's written when he talks to people the next day or in the future. But it's still just he he falls apart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, he collects these pencils and pins, especially seeks out. Uh, writing utensils of rarity, pens or pencils that are made of ornate woods, um, specialty inks, soft leads.
2: The the feather of the exotic doo-doo bird.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: Nothing better to write with than the exotic feather of the doo-doo bird. Indeed. Dipped in the very ink-like substance, (laughs) the excrement of the doo-doo bird.
2: For which the doo-doo bird is named. <laughs>
0: uh, on one side of and he he lives in just a small studio apartment by himself. Has a goldfish. Can barely interact with the goldfish.
2: He keeps You the, can't talk to your goldfish, man. He
0: keeps the goldfish because that's that's the one thing he can't really hear reacting to him.
2: If he had so a does dog he talk to the goldfish? He does. Um, but it, So the goldfish it, is the confidant. Yeah. What's the goldfish's name? Hermano. Hermano. Does the goldfish only speak Spanish? Because he's because not only does he, is he so concerned that he had to, the goldfish is the only, uh, only entity he can speak to, but he has to also pretend that the goldfish doesn't speak English. Right. So the, the goldfish doesn't understand a single word that he says, so right. he's much so more he's comfortable. Just, <laughs> every cool. once in a while, he says, hola, under his breath. <laughs>
0: the fish okay. or the or him no yeah
2: it's the fish <laughs> but it just sounds like under his breath glub glub <laughs> so then in the fish bowl it's all like it's like uh, mexico city in there he's got to decorate it as if it's south yeah. of the border that's what i'm saying and
0: this the fish has no idea why he's
2: done this but it's not actually like mexico city because this guy doesn't i'm guess get out much because no. you know you're this terrified of talking to people so it really looks like the taco bell that's down the street from the guy yeah
0: he has a very narrow world view of anything beyond his his small town there's
2: a little plastic Chihuahua and some salsa packets. Also a fan of the '90s, apparently. <laughs> that tells you how long it's been since I went to a Taco Bell.
0: So yes, in his in in his small apartment, he has this goldfish. Or goldfish he's got this fish tank. Uh, he's got a wall of of pins and pencils that he's collected, with all of the um, all of the details where they've come from, who sent them, why they're important, and then. On the other side, his bed, and then shelves of sketchbooks and notebooks. And they're arranged by year. He's been doing this for years. He has years' worth of of these failed conversations that he's tried to rewrite.
2: Brutal. Does he write anything... Or draw anything for that matter, with the intent of showing it to anyone, or maybe he, he does show it to anyone. He or no? does.
0: He he has his his purely creative side. Um, when he comes home first, he he when he comes home first, he goes through the day's events. He has to get that out of his system, um, and then the rest of the time, if he's not talking to Armano, he draws comic strips, uh, he writes short stories, long stories. He's written. He's written several full-length books, but he's not done anything with them. They they mm. just sit in in composition notebooks.
2: So he doesn't let anybody read it, but doesn't. he he would like to. Yeah. But he just what?
0: he doesn't know how to how to approach anyone to do that. It would seem that even he would be able to reach out to someone online, but even in those kinds of interactions, he he'll try to start an email to someone and then just freezes.
2: Is it fundamentally a fear of being being judged unworthy I mean I guess that's I said that and as it came out I was like that's too vague because that's what everybody's problem is I, I, you know what I mean like is that like is the does the not being able to talk to people I think you, you you said this but I'm curious to really make sure I get it that like I want these people to like me but and I want to talk to them but I'm afraid they're not they're not going to like I'm not going to be good enough or something right. he, he is that yeah. the he's just does that come from a specific experience or like set of experiences or circumstances or or is it just how he's wired?
0: Um, I think, I think things happened to him when he was younger, and they just stuck with him. Um, you know, in the way that positive things that happen to you when you when you're younger will stick with you and and, and um, help build the person that you become. Mm-hmm. So too do the uh, do these negative experiences, and it um, you know it could have been something as simple as trying to answer a a, a word problem. In elementary school and he mm. fumbled the words and instead of saying right. chart he said fart in front of the entire class and and Ooh. ruined him that's a really simple version of what could have happened <laughs> he does want to connect with people and there's he actually there is a person i think he i think he, there is a person a co-worker that he has feelings for mm. uh but is unable to to connect with that person in any kind of meaningful way beyond, you know, I need a price check on these, (laughs) these potato chips.
2: Okay. So this, this, this love interest then is this been going on for some time? I think this is probably a high school or even like an
0: elementary crush. Oh, this Um, goes way back. Yeah. This is someone that he's kind of silently tracked through school. Not, not like, (laughs) like <laughs> I have an altar built in your room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah, got uh, creepy quick. Yeah,
0: but someone no, who's who's been on the same path as he is. Right. Um
2: but he's just
0: been out of their off their radar because of his mm-hmm. inability to really come forward and say anything.
2: I mean, you really kind of got at a purpose pretty early and I and I think it's it's a great one. Why does let me ask you this, in terms of his his writing for creative uh, satisfaction or mm-hmm. accomplishment or output or whatever the word is. Yeah. Well what's he trying to accomplish with that? Like I mean I guess maybe one question would be what what genre, what type of work are we talking about? But more importantly, maybe is is there an audience he's specifically trying to reach or is there a an, an overarching message he's trying to you know what I mean? Like what is does he have any kind of specific and i and i don't mean that in terms of like he's trying to deliver this thematic message with his work i just mean more like what is his reason for wanting to create these works and get them in front of people
0: well i think because he spends so much time really by himself uh in his own head he uses that that downtime as as kind of a an incubator for creative work uh, mm-hmm. So he's just constantly coming up with ideas. He'll be at the store and he'll see someone do something or he'll hear someone say something. And that will trigger kind of a cascade of, of imagination that that he kind of internalizes. And he uses that as a way to kind of avoid interacting with people. Um, So Mm -hmm. even as he's like scanning things across the scanner and putting stuff in the bag, typing, you know, using the register, he's internally going through these, these story ideas, these, um, these new, new ideas that he can later that day start putting down into a notebook and turn into something. And when he does that, he'll spend all day internalizing those things and then he'll get home. And once he does his first step of getting rid of all the, the possible conversations, he will just pump out an entire story just start to finish. Mm, and right then on. he'll close the book and say, well, you know, let's see what tomorrow brings.
2: Like, is his, is his impetus just because he wants to be, provide, you know, entertainment or a, a, an escape he, for people? Or is it that he wants, you know what I'm saying? So, like,
0: yeah, definitely. I think because of the way he uses it as escape for himself, he, he would like it to be um, some form of entertainment for for other people, uh, people he, he people that he wishes he was friends with. People that's that's his target audience. People that he wishes he could hang out with that would right. like the same which, things that he likes, which is really what okay. everyone truly yeah. wants.
2: And probably, and if I'm maybe he's he wants to connect with other people. I don't want to say like him, but I want to say like him in that they're not they're not comfortable in the world all the time and they need to connect to a level to some imagined place to be able to feel comfort and to be able to find the ways to connect with other people and that that's a really core sort of driving factor for him because I just picture him day after day sitting in front of his computer or with the telephone. Those were two really both dated references. (laughs) The computer (laughs) or his rotary telephone. He was sitting in front of his machine. After he's checked his pager, but yeah. So he's driven
0: by a desire
2: to, will you say it?
0: To, to really connect with other like-minded individuals through this creative uh, outlet, um, sharing these ideas through his story and 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 I, talking about the same kinds of things with those people. Really just seeking friendship, seeking companionship,
2: helping people. Put the power of imagination into giving them a happier, more happier, <laughs> happier life. He does when
0: he, when he tries to, he does try to send these stories out and he's, he's sent these novels out to publishers. His, his communication with them is never very clear and never very, um, concise. He will send a a letter. His cover letter ends up being like 20 pages <laughs>
2: So he, so because of his because when of the way that he has most of his dialogues, which are either with Armano, the Spanish speaking goldfish, or imagined, he's a little verbose, especially right. in written form. Yes. He's used to writing books at a time <laughs> yes. rather than a jaunty email. Does he have any he doesn't have any connections to any people? Just Armano, which is not a person at all.
0: You know, I I think <laughs> how uh, is he?
2: How is he as an employee? Is he a good employee? Does, like, does he, he does, do a good job? Oh yeah, he does the other than that, the customer interaction.
0: Right. His his customer
2: service uh, review is a little sketchy,
0: but it's not like he's uh, he's not like the guy that flipped off a customer that was agree right. that there's what I was gonna broken. say
2: let's face it at, and and I mean this with the utmost respect and as someone who has been a, a retail cashier that the the level of customer service you have to bring to be an adequate cashier at most retail establishments is really not telling people to stick the merchandise right into themselves right like yeah. like there's the, a pretty like as long as you're not offending anybody, which not talking to anybody, is a good way to not offend anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you're you pretty know, okay.
0: And he, other other than that, he he gets the job done. So he's really he's a model employee. He, um, he's gotten raises and he's able to pay for his rare pens and pencils and all of the notebooks that he he goes through.
2: Which is most of his expenses. Right. What does he like to eat?
0: Ooh, I was just thinking how how would he. How would he dine? He uh, he has to shop at the same store. He just buys it and probably he can goes, only go in
2: so many places.
0: He he probably goes through the line of the the coworker that he has a crush on, and that's his way of like being every a player. Day. Like yeah,
2: that's just, their interaction every day.
0: Yeah, and so when when he goes back, his his uh, his imagined conversations become kind of flights of fancy and they 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 go from the store to like frolicking in the park and and watching the sunset and eating spaghetti by moonlight so they get a little more dramatic every time right i
2: think it starts out the first time that he he goes through a line it's just like this imagined conversation of this sort of just pleasant flirtation and then a couple of years in yeah it starts to be like and like then a year later we're
0: living in Paris. He becomes a spy in the story and she's she, like she's being held hostage. He has to go save her. He, they become these big, That's when the Nazis came in through the ceiling. No. <laughs> Time traveling Nazis.
1: <laughs> what?
0: megification In his in his ongoing uh, quest to collect rare and exotic pins and pencils. He finds a mysterious Craigslist listing or eBay listing about this one of a kind bottle of ink created centuries ago. It's been it's been lost through the ages and sought by many an adventurer and a tomb raider, pen seeker. Yes, he tracks this this item and people people are bidding on it and um the buyer keeps keeps rejecting the bids for some reason he doesn't understand why and he eventually uh he eventually decides to contact this uh, not the buyer the or the the seller right seller keeps taking it out, off delisting it putting it back on kind of playing games with everyone so finally this character reaches out to the seller by email, sends him one of these just ornate, verbose, uh, overly stated uh, messages by email, asking him why, where this this ink came from, why it's so important, why so many people have sought sought after it, and how much he's offering or how much he's he's asking. He makes a bid for this this ink the The seller rejects the bid, but sends mm-hmm. him an email back and says, "I'm rejecting yeah. your bid, but I have searched for the the proper person for years. For years, I've tried to sell this to the right person, and for years I've failed. You're the first person who's responded in the way that was prophesied.
2: You are the rightful owner of this ink." And oh, then- like like that? There was a like that there. It says on the bottom of the ink yes. jar that. The, the the worthy the worthy recipient of this ink will respond in no fewer than 30,000 words yes or something so he and and he in he, his email was exactly 30,001 right, words long right so
0: he the email that's the end of the email he leave, he doesn't tell him what's going to happen next and then the next day this box arrives with this ancient container of of ink with 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 the prophecy included. And uh, he's excited to use the sink. He grabs one of his favorite fountain pens and dips it in. Starts to draw an apple. Yeah. And an apple appears on the table next to him. And the sink, as he's using it, the ink starts pouring out of the bottle. And absorbing into his hands. He sees it crawling up his arms. And then just kind of dissolves into his skin. Nice. And that's the moment he becomes the imaginaire.
2: Can he also then, like, like after that, he writes something? Like, he writes oh. a scenario or he, he, something and it happens? like Yes. He, like he, you know what I mean? Like, I the person really, appears and like, is, has the dialogue with him and he's able to have the conversation that he wrote? Right. It, like, he, he writes about
0: uh, a pizza delivery happening like he's i'm really hungry right now i wish so he writes this scene about a three large
2: pizzas
0: three large meat lover pizzas arrive, and and i have this and the scene is like he he's like well i have no money to pay for the pizzas and the the pizza boy is like well no today sir the pizza's on us you're our hundredth customer of the day and besides you're damn attractive and quite charming so then it happens and then he knows that he realizes oh my gosh i've got these something happened to me Mega powers. the first power that the imaginaire possesses is the ability to create objects or even events by drawing pictures in his sketch pad or by writing scenes in his journal
2: so if he writes it it comes true or if he draws it it becomes it, it, yeah.
0: yes say he is being chased by uh, a gang of, of villains uh, running down the streets he can whip out he has like a pot he has pocket notebooks the pocket notebooks <laughs> pocket notebooks and when he draws these um these kind of energy pencils and or pins or paintbrushes appear around his hands and he just uses oh, those are they does he have different implements yes so if nice. he needs something with like a broader stroke, he'll have a paintbrush. Uh, if he needs like light shading, he'll do
2: a pen or a pencil. I like that. So he'll be running down the. If he's if he's you know reading a book, he needs to keep track of some stuff. Highlighters. <laughs> yes. Highlighters don't highlighters don't serve that great a purpose. <laughs> Just even even to a, even to a mega a highlighter's a highlighter <laughs>
0: yeah he'll be running down the street and if they're chasing him he'll he'll draw like a little picture of himself and them and like a semi coming in between them to cut them off
2: or like a or a scooter uh, that he can jump onto and use a lasso or something and I don't know why <laughs> apparently he's also a cowboy scooters so. and lasso I was trying to think of a non <laughs> gun <non-gun> weapon <laughs> that was where uh, lasso was what I came up with. <laughs> banana peels yes apparently mario kart where he lives also
0: <laughs> do you think when he draws it he like has to like flick the paper off and like it like as he flicks it off it kind of transforms into the thing
2: i figured that he had that he did it, it like came off the page like that uh,
1: it's
2: like like kind of becomes three-dimensional just kind of whisks right. up and off because like in a pinch he could have like chalk hands and just draw it on the ground oh or something.
0: yes yes or like if he needs to escape from from a like he's been held hostage and he needs to escape right, draw a door draw a
2: door yeah Well I was thinking about this ink and that, the, that that the ink becomes a sort of a part of the fabric of 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 who the Imaginaire is, and I like th- thinking about ink as kind of a, as, a, as a you know a metaphor for uh, Blood, or something like you know what I mean. That because of that, the imaginaire has the ability to make up words that people immediately know. That is, if the imaginaire creates a word, everybody knows what it means already. Like, it's by just by using a word or writing a word that's never been uttered or written before, the imaginaire can create it in the consciousness of the people.
0: Is it everybody in the world, or is it people like within a certain vicinity?
2: I would say it's... I don't want to say everyone because everyone doesn't know every word anyway. I mean, right. Romano doesn't even speak English, so sure. maybe it's like anybody whose mind is open to it. The challenge to this is the Imaginaire has has less ab- ability to positively affect people who aren't open to uh, to something new, to an imagined okay. experience, to a uh, to 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 anything like that. But the people who are can experience all of this this these great benefits of the imaginaire existing in the world just by the expanded vocabulary
0: the imaginaire feels sorry for hermano
2: because right. of his
0: or her he doesn't yeah. know the sex of this fish
2: really how does one determine the sex of a goldfish there uh, Luke?
0: runes and um witch doctors? No, I have no idea. There's got to be some sort of a dongle somewhere if it's a... Somewhere you know. there's either a dingle or a dongle. You just right. have to find it. Yeah. <laughs> so he feels sorry for Armano uh, right. because of the fish's inability to communicate. Uh, he feels like he he lived this fish's life for so many years, and now that he has these new abilities, he wants to do something to change this fish's life, the same way that his life was changed. So he, (laughs) he creates a suit for the fish to wear. It's a man-shaped, fully man-sized suit without a head. And where the head would be is a round fishbowl, closed on the top, and the fish floating in the middle. And there is a device that he's created. It's attached to the side of the fishbowl. And it translates for the fish. And the fish can can talk and communicate through that device.
2: I like this on a number of levels. And the best one is we essentially created a character who could make anything happen. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, essentially this power about being able to write a thing and it happens. That's, That's pretty godlike. Yeah, it's amazing. It's the... It, it's fitting to me that the Imaginaire would be the most powerful of all the heroes we've made right. so far. but, Or at least the most sort of have the, the least bounds on what that power may be. Right. So what's mostly noteworthy for me about this power <laughs> is that of all the ways in which the Imaginaire could have communicate chosen to make it possible, could have written, just written a scenario in which the goldfish, a magic, a magician, a magic magician. Here's what I'm trying to say. Could have written a scenario where a wizard appeared and turned the goldfish into a dude who yeah. could just talk. But no, no, created a device and a suit so that the goldfish could communicate that way. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Remains a fish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is what I like about it. Is It's like he didn't think it, he didn't give it a ton of thought. He just... Well, it's the quickest way I can do this, that I can communicate with Armando? Yeah. Can I make a request? Sure. Because the Imaginaire creates whatever all of this is by writing it or drawing it, the, the suit and the all of that, if this speaking device, initially the Imaginaire makes it such that Hermano can just speak, but the trouble is that even in in articulating this story in writing to make it such that Armando can speak, to the Imaginaire, Armando speaks Spanish. <laughs> so hermano speaks spanish so then the imaginaire has to create a device on the bowl that translates the spanish into english yeah and this becomes relevant because if the imaginaire is tired of listening to hermano he can just flip the thing <laughs> off and just then hermano can only speak spanish oh and the device also translates the other way so then hermano can't understand english anymore ah. so he just flips it off and then hermano's like swimming around the bowl <laughs> all angry <laughs>
1: Megaton City, an ominous black hole of doubt, nearly envelops the community until creative hero, the Imaginaire, transforms the entity into a dancing donut. Mega
0: Conflict. The Imaginaire's weakness is a is a dark and sinister force that has plagued mankind since humanity was able to write on the walls of caves. And it is called The Writer's Block. It is this otherworldly cube-shaped entity that just hovers. It will just appear. Most people can't see it, but they sense its presence. Some people have been affected by its presence for decades and don't realize it. When it's nearby, it's the one thing that can shut him down temporarily. He can try to draw, and he'll say, like, I want to draw... uh, a slingshot that launches boulders, and he'll end up drawing uh, a hockey stick and a bowl of mashed potatoes. How does it work? It emanates this energy. It just emanates this neg... Mm. It's anti-creativity. It's non-creativity. It's doubt. Yes, doubt. Insecurity. uh, Insecurity, fear, uh, anxiety. It just, like,
2: fills your head with all of that in, yeah just uncertainty and 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 just fear that you're going to be judged and yes. that this isn't good and that it's not right and it makes it impossible you can't concentrate because of all of it. Yes. The f- the first time that he m- comes
0: across this this being his love interest from the store is in danger. And Ooh. and since he's gained these powers, he's he's developed a better relationship with this person, but he's still fighting this this anxiety and this fear of talking to to this this co-worker um but it's gotten better even with these powers right. it's still that's the one thing that he's had trouble with
2: anybody who he had a relationship with before he had this ink it's it's somehow less effective on yes. or something because yeah, that's totally. already established that he's but that anybody knew he encounters he can completely like the pizza guy and all that but that people who he knew it's it works a little, but it's not as effective because and, of the pre-established relationship.
0: And this, and with this relationship with this co-worker, it's kind of cute because he's he's still awkward with them. Not as much as he was, so they can kind of talk, but he's still like he still makes mistakes all the time when he's mm. trying to tell a story. Or he'll try to order, maybe they have lunch together and uh, he orders the wrong meal for this person. Something that they're totally allergic to or whatever. Right. Um, but at this one incident, he knows that this coworker is in trouble. The writer's block appears and shuts him down, and he loses his abilities temporarily. And this coworker is crippled because of this, mm-hmm. his inability to to reach them in time. That pushes him forward beyond just using these things, this power to make things that he wants. That's the thing that pushes him forward and says, "Okay, I am going to use this power to help people." No longer. Will I be afraid? no longer am I going to be selfish with these things this is for for helping the world at large
2: he he, he taps into that need to help other people yeah. who suffer with the same challenges that he has
0: His way of defeating the writer's block is to he has to find the courage. The writer's block is all about layering fear and doubt on the on the person but is but there everybody has this this innate sense of Wanting to make something, and once you can unlock that that part of you, it's it you're over able to over overcome this this entity's uh,
2: clutches. That once you have a real belief in yourself, you're able to overcome it, and that's why this the Imaginaire is so affected by the writer's block because it 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 debilitates it 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 deadens any of the strength of the that the ink has had yeah and so the imaginaire has to rely on just on his own ability to communicate and that's that he's working on it and then it's getting better
0: Clive Farber suffered from a crippling lack of self confidence and an inability to verbally communicate. His life was one spent most lonesome, save for his Spanish goldfish Hermano, who rarely criticized Clive's conversational skills. By day, Clive worked as a cashier at the local Walmart superstore interacting awkwardly with co-workers and customers alike as he scanned food, clothing, and other various goods. In the evenings, he recorded his daily interactions in journals, creating alternate versions of his conversations and developing story ideas into fully rendered short stories or novels that wound up gathering dust in the corner of his apartment. A collector of rare pens and pencils, Clive embarked on a complex online bidding war for what the seller described as humanity's oldest ink. After sending the seller a passionately written and embarrassingly verbose letter pleading for the ink, the seller responded, For many years, I have attempted to put this ink in the proper hands, and for just as many decades have I failed, until today you are the prophesied one he who makes much the ink does not belong to you you belong to the ink one day later the ink arrived outside Clive's apartment in a weathered wooden crate excited to use such exotic ink Clive dipped a fountain pen into the ancient clay pot and began to sketch an apple as he drew the ink flowed out of the pot and onto his hands, dissolving into his flesh in mere moments. To his astonishment, a real apple appeared on the table next to his hand. He then decided to write a brief scene about a pizza delivery boy arriving with an errant delivery of free pizzas and was amazed when a real delivery boy knocked on his door offering three large pepperoni and banana pepper pizzas at no cost. Clive didn't think to use his powers to help others until an alien being called the writer's block dampened his creativity with a barrage of negative energy and self-doubt leaving him useless to save his coworker and childhood crush from becoming paralyzed in a freak pallet jack accident. Vowing to share his creative energy with the world at large, Clive set out to halt the effects of the writer's block by encouraging others to use their own innate creative abilities. As a result, many songs, statues, and portraits were created to honor that champion of imagination. The Imaginaire. the Imaginaire. Changing the world one idea at a time. It's the Imaginaire. Yet another character to add to the growing list of Megas created here at the Mega HQ. Adam, that's that's what it's all about. Just embracing creativity, having ideas and and just enjoying the process.
2: What do you think? It's satisfying in a way other social endeavors aren't. I mean, that's like if I, I think about—I think about this all the time because even though we live in different places, since we started working together again, and we have worked together and have not worked together at times, I'm more actively engaged with you than I am with several of my friends who live in the same city because one, because we do this every week, so I just see right. your silly face all the time, but <laughs> but also because we're. Exactly what you said, because we created this thing together. So now, every time we get together, all of a sudden, now, today, in April, there are 15 characters, 15 episodes of a podcast that we've created together. That we can reflect on and enjoy, and we have, and and something about those shared experiences of accomplishing something it's it creates so much more of a meaningful connection than you know if we went to a movie together. Right. Like I would argue, if we went to a movie together and then spent three hours talking about it, that that's there's the connection, yeah, and that's the connection because that's crea- creating ideas and sharing ideas, and 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 that is anyway. I think like I'm since we've been doing this podcast. It's, it's made me want to reach out to other friends of mine and say, let's make something together. Totally. Like, why aren't the people who I want to be in better contact with? But especially as you get older, some of my existing friends, we don't have that much in common anymore. We just don't. And I think for you and I, I mean, we joke about it a lot, but we never had that much in common. Right. I mean, we do in a lot of really important ways, but we don't enjoy the same entertainment or or free time pursuits generally what we like to do is do something create something new and see what that's about and And, and have some laughs and
0: yeah get each other's reactions and 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 play off of those reactions yes so good stuff man I'm
2: glad we did this
0: thank you for listening to this week's episode of the B mega podcast you can rate our podcast on iTunes and leave an honest review telling us what you think of our work you can also visit us on Twitter at Megaton City, using hashtag Imaginaire to tell us about your own creative endeavors. Find even more heroes and villains in our webcomic at www.MegatonCityNews.com. The world is full of creative potential, so go grab an idea, and as always,
2: be mega. Big L dog knuckle sack? Well, whoa! whoa. <laughs> it's just words coming out of my head today. They don't really make a lot of sense, but they're kind of funny. Big L dog knuckle sack? Is that what you call me? It's actually knuckle sack. What's a knuckle?
0: <laughs> you know what a knuckle is? Maybe it's the space between your your
2: knuckles, like where the webbing is. Like, I like I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I was gonna. Say, say i was gonna say it's like you know how if you get somebody gets old and they get sort of hunched over somebody you know somebody gets old i about when some people get old they get sort of hunched over and then they've got like the like distinct like spine like like it looks like it's like takes a bend yeah that's a nuggle so it's a neck knuckle neck neck knuckle yeah The
1: sound effects heard in the B-Mega podcast are used under a Creative Commons Zero public domain license. The characters and stories on this podcast are the property of Megaton City Creations. Copyright 2016.